Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hello. Welcome to the Viewmasters, episode 239. Ip Man. My name is Eric. My name is Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello, Eric. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I am doing okay, I guess. Excellent. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. It is uh, it is that day uh, when we are recording this. Yes. <laughs> um, I know earlier in the week I texted you to, to see if uh, you still even wanted to do this. Uh, and, and, uh, I was going to be fine if you had said no, but I was really hoping you were going to say yes. <laughs> Cause I got jack all to do. <laughs> well, I, I was, uh, I was initially, uh, thinking to, to take the week off, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I'm not going anywhere, not really doing anything. So why the heck not? <laughs> Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Absolutely. <laughs> Little bright spot in both of our days. Exactly. Oh, boy. So, Ip Man. Ip Man. Uh, or whatever it's called. <laughs> no, it's, it's Ip Man. Okay. Uh, disappointingly, not a superhero movie. No, I mean, sort of. <laughs> I guess a little bit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I believe, uh, you probably did research. I meant to, and then didn't have a chance to, um, I have done very, very little. Is... I was literally reading the Wikipedia when I got your text that said, <laughs> Hey, would you like to start? <laughs> <laughs> um, but is this based on a true story? Yes, it is. Okay. That's what I thought. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> yes, Ip Man uh, was actually Bruce Lee's uh, instructor. Nice. Um, which which they do mention at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, so, turns out, uh, I have seen this movie. Have you really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but I got it confused with another movie that I had seen called Fearless. Okay. Which is, I believe, also based on a real person with real events. Is that a Jet Li movie? Yes, it is. Okay. (laughs) So you have not seen Fearless. I have seen Fearless. You have? Okay. Uh, But but I conflated both of them in my my mind. Gotcha. Um, And uh, there there was definitely one part that I kept waiting for in this movie... Uh, that never happened. <laughs> that uh, <clears throat> I did associate with uh, with with it. Um, uh, but uh, the oddest thing was that's the only part that really stood out to me uh, that I remembered was uh, Donnie Yen just eating a raw potato. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, that's the only thing I remembered from uh, my previous watch of this movie. Yeah, I mean that stands out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really something i mean who eats raw potatoes at first at first i thought it was a loaf of bread <laughs> but then yeah it's it's absolutely just like is it a yam or a sweet potato i guess it's probably a yam yeah 
but he does put it in his pocket quite a few times. So. He does. <laughs> and I guess if you're into pocket potatoes, there you go. I mean, you know, at the, at that point, he's somewhat destitute. <laughs> mm-hmm. So beggars can't really be choosers. Sure. <laughs> pocket or not pocket potato. I mean, I'm just hoping that his pocket is slightly clean. I would assume that he would brush off any lint or whatever before yeah. he would go back to eating it, right? Sure. Well, I mean, it's it's not even so much when he eats it. It's just that the later part where he gives that to his family to eat. True. You know, that that's a little bit weird. Also, yeah. it's half eaten at that point, too. And I think at that point, too, he has had it, like, didn't he put it on the floor uh, next to a bag of rice that's covered in blood <laughs> at uh, that point. Yeah, I think he does. So, like, I hope that it didn't get any any blood on it as well. Sure. <laughs> a lot of potential contaminants for these potatoes. Yeah, the, so the past is gross. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not to mention all the coal dust. Right? Yeah, yikes. All right, and uh, and and I think the the most horrifying thing is that it's really not all that far in the past. It's less than a hundred years ago. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of terrifying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's another thing that I conflated with uh, Fearless is that I believe Fearless takes place in the uh, at least nineteenth century. Okay. If not earlier. Uh, whereas this movie takes place in uh, definitely the 1930s. Yes. Yeah. I believe it starts in 1935. Yep. And then spans a couple of years. Yep. Yep. Uh, till I'd say at least 1940. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And yeah. then obviously we get a lot of a lot of information at the end via text dump of what followed. Yep. So. <laughs> So, yeah, so you've seen it twice now. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, which I'm totally okay with. Good, excellent. Yeah. That was, that was uh, going to be my question. Yep, I enjoyed this movie uh, the first time and uh, this time, too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I liked uh, it a lot, too. I've never really, I guess, probably the only actual, like, like kung fu martial arts movie that I've seen before this is, like, crouching tiger hidden dragon or something so okay so this this feels like i i i don't know if it's a more authentic <laughs> martial arts like there's less wire work it sure seems like yeah the the fantasy element is uh almost non-existent yeah uh um, there, there is obviously some uh very fancy martial arts happening Definitely. Uh, that that is probably enhanced by uh, some some light wire work. Yeah, yeah. That I, definitely, there's there is some that I noticed, but it wasn't as like they're they're not jumping around on treetops. No, no they're not. Nope, nope. So so yeah, I guess in in that respect, this is my first sort of straight martial arts movie. All right, I've I've seen quite a few, uh, especially in the last couple of years. Uh, uh, Netflix and Amazon both have had a lot of uh, older ones from like the 70s, 60s, 70s. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, occasionally they're just nice to have on. Uh, although I did watch one recently called The Flying Guillotine, uh, which uh, was from the uh, 
there, there was a studio in the 70s called the Shaw Brothers. Okay. Uh, that just produced hundreds of martial arts movies, uh, usually with, like, you know, uh, a, a stable of, of actors who, who would uh, portray all the characters. Sure. Um, and... Uh, so, I mean, kung fu movies in general have sort of a bad reputation about, uh, you know, the, the translations and the subtitles and the dubbing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as, as has been discussed many times since uh, we, we started doing this show again, uh, old man Eric watches subtitles on everything. Right. <laughs> uh, and... For some reason, I started the flying guillotine uh, dubbed in English with English subtitles. Okay, and uh, they do not match. Oh no! <laughs> and it was real frustrating. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, so so you know, uh, when I can, I generally try to you know watch it in its original language with yeah. uh, you know English subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a more authentic experience. Yeah, absolutely. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, so a lot of those old ones, though, are just super violent and ridiculous, and uh, I love them. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, definitely more of a, a straightforward uh, drama that just happens to have a lot of martial arts in it. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked that it was... That it was plot and character driven and not yeah. just people fighting. No, yeah. Uh, and, you know, those old ones uh, are also that. Uh, it's just, you know, once the fighting starts, it is just, you know, beyond the pale how out there it gets sometimes. <laughs> like, the flying guillotine is all about, uh, you know, this guy who invents a weapon. Uh, that he, you know, swings around and it latches onto people's heads and then uh, cuts them off and then they can pull their heads back to them. Oh, cool. So a, yeah. fly, a literal flying guillotine. Yes, it is. That's awesome. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, and the general plot of, like, a lot of those old movies is that it's, like, you know, uh, one guy who's part of, like, a clan or, or a school or whatever... Uh, becomes an outcast and then has to fight his old masters. Ah, gotcha. I mean, that is like 90% of <laughs> old kung fu movies. <laughs> and uh, it's there are some elements at play in this movie uh, that, that are similar to that as well. Yeah, I can see that for sure. But, but done, I would say, in a more realistic, grounded uh, and, and dramatic way than, you know, arch. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's no flying guillotine in this movie, which now that you no, describe it is really disappointing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this, uh, this movie is about, uh, uh, Master Ip, who yep. is uh, a uh, kung fu master in China and like a village in China? Uh, Foshan, I believe, yeah. is the village's name. I believe you're right. Yeah, um, yeah, in in like the the 30s. Um, so there's the, we we get a little bit of just what what life is like in the village, uh, and then in the 
like 1936, I think, was when the Japanese invaded. Yeah, something like that. 36, 37? Yeah, and basically just, like, pillage. Pillage the village. No rhyme intended. And, uh... And, uh, Master Ip and his family lose everything. Um, and then it's just them sort of struggling to get by and, and deal with the the horrible invaders at that point. Yep. Uh, yeah, he is, uh, uh, it's never said where he gets his wealth from, but, uh, he, he is, uh, independently wealthy. Uh, and he just is the best at martial arts. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, everybody keeps begging him to start a school of some sort, And he just, uh, you know, he's, uh, he, he's uh, he's a wealthy playboy millionaire and uh, he just does ha- does not have the need to uh, to take on students it's true <laughs> he's like pre dick Grayson Batman yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he uh, he does host uh, people to come by and and uh, spar with him. Uh, which is uh, sort of where the the movie starts, uh, and he easily beats uh, this this new uh, kung fu master, uh, and uh, it doesn't really set the plot in motion, but we just get an idea of uh, who he is and how he uh, just handles life in general, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Can we can we talk for a minute about the first guy who comes over the is it Master Master Lou? Yes. Who comes to fight him? He just like drops in. He's like, "Hey. I I'd, I'd, I'd like to spar with you." Yeah. Let's I mean, let's go ahead and do that right now. It's it's rude for sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just me. I don't like a drop in. No, not at all. And, and you know, usually the people who would drop in on me are not challenging me to fights either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I have done a drop in once where I dropped in on someone, and uh, I felt terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they just got upset <laughs> that I was dropping in. I uh, had a drop in once from from a very good friend of mine and his wife who just happened to be in the area, I guess. Okay. And uh, wanted to use my restroom. <laughs> what? And I said no. Yeah, that's the correct response. <laughs> and uh, 20 years later, he still brings it up. Oh. No, you are completely in the right here. I believe I am. If Thank you. you. <laughs> if you need me to tell him, because I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about, I will definitely, <laughs> definitely go to bat for you on this. <laughs> It should be fine, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, I know I'm in the right. Okay. <laughs> Plenty of public restrooms they could have used. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Even, I mean, this was pre-cell phone days, but, uh, you know, if, if I'd have gotten a, a call or a text beforehand, I, I maybe would have been more open to it. Sure. Uh, but this was just him on my on my day off, just uh, knocking on my door and, and saying, "Hey, hey, I need to drop a hot deuce in your toilet." Yep, yep. <laughs> Let me in. 
<laughs> and then you battle with Kung Fu. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the drop-in drop in Kung Fu battle really, really just, like, I, I empathized with Master Ip in that scenario. Like, guy's just trying to have dinner. Yeah. Uh, and his wife seems just really put out by it as well. His wife <laughs> is not a good character. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, she is, I believe, the literally f- the only female character in the movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Has maybe two lines of dialogue. She's got a few. <laughs> One of them Most did of them- make me laugh. All right. Uh, <laughs> most of them are just uh, nag, nag, nag. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, what's the one that made you laugh? The one that made me laugh was <laughs> when uh, is it the Northerners come to their house, mm-hmm. and the the guy wants to start his own school, but he has to, I don't know, defeat all of the masters in the area in order to do it, and mm-hmm. he insists on on battling Master Ip in their house. And he's just a real dick about it. And finally, uh, Ip's wife is just like, don't break any of my stuff. Yep. And then she walks away. <laughs> that made me laugh. Right. <laughs> uh, and then in, in the course of that fight, everything that does get broken, the uh, the northerner, uh, I believe his name is Jin. Yes. Uh, he keeps saying he'll pay. Yeah. I don't think yes. he ever does. I don't think he does either. He, yeah. He is... Uh, you know, he he turns out to be the the secondary villain of the movie. Yeah, uh, second only to the Japanese. Right. <laughs> it's all these outsiders <laughs> coming in <laughs> and trying to change things. I you know I didn't really want to mention it, but you did spring upon us a real uh, Chinese nationalist piece of propaganda on us here. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> but as soon as I saw it, I could not unsee it. <laughs> like like all of the all of the Chinese or the all of the people in the village, everybody seems like they dress they dress pretty well and they're all, you know, well mannered and they've got their you know, their routines they go about during the day. And then in come this group of basically savages wearing like rags <laughs> and just going around beating people up <laughs> like it's it's questionable yeah yeah like they could have been well dressed as well i don't see why that had to be had to be a thing well i mean i guess it does uh, set the stage for when when the japanese do invade and then everybody is not well dressed that's true that is true except for like two of the guys right <laughs> Uh, the, the, the traitorous police officer and, uh, uh, Master Ip's, uh, you know, cousin? Brother? Yeah, I don't know if it's his, if they're actually related or if it's just, like, his best friend. Right. The guy who runs a factory. (laughs) Yep. And who owes Ip a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) That he will never pay back. No, no. Uh... Yeah. Uh, um. Well, you know, 
to be fair, apparently it was uh, so rich at the beginning that uh, he totally forgot that uh, this guy owed him money. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, Donnie Yen's real good. Yeah, he is. <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> I, I would be lying if I said that I didn't pick this movie just because I really liked him in Rogue One. Sure. And wanted to see more of him. He and, is a standout in that movie. Yeah, and he does not disappoint here either. No. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw this before I saw Rogue One. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely remembered him from both, and, and uh, I do really enjoy him. Uh, <clears throat> you know, and as, as far as, like, kung fu movies go, you know, uh, it's not the flashiest of kung fu that i've seen yeah uh but but it is very well done uh and he definitely has uh an acting ability that uh sometimes a lot of uh kung fu actors just don't have (laughs) yeah i i appreciated how like sort of just calm he is through most of most of the movie um And yeah. un- until yeah yeah <laughs> I, was, I was about to mention that uh, yeah that uh so there there's you know we, we talked about the the opening you know sparring scene with uh, master lu uh and even even when he's fighting against uh, the the northerners um <clears throat> like his fighting style is essentially just more defense and letting them use uh their own bodies against themselves basically basically yeah uh you know he is just you know dodging and just making them hurt themselves essentially uh but then you know after the japanese uh invade and he uh participates in a uh japanese-led tournament of sorts uh, after he has discovered that they've essentially, well, after he's discovered that they basically killed a friend of his and sees another man get shot in the head. Yeah. Uh, then he unleashes. Yeah. And I did really appreciate the differences in, in his fighting abilities in those, you know, two separate moments. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, um, man, it's just impressive. Like he's yeah. so f- he's so fast. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big lumbering lumbering guy. Are so you? like, yeah, I I kind of am. Huh. <laughs> At least I feel like I am. I feel like I'm I'm just too big for the world and in the way everywhere I go, and just slow. And so, like, to see somebody who is able to just move move as fast as he does right and as precisely as he does it's it just it blows me away uh, uh well i'm i am with you in the uh i i am also a giant lumbering oath uh <laughs> yeah uh, so so yes it is very impressive i am however uh, one of the credits that I saw in the movie is that the action choreography is by Sammo Hung, who is a, an overweight, overweight uh, uh, martial artist. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. 
uh, he he, uh, he had his own TV show for a while in the <laughs> early nineties. All right. Uh, he he was uh, like a, a Chinese cop who got you know you know placed in Texas or something like that. <laughs> what? I, I feel like it may have been like a even a crossover with Walker Texas Stranger at some point. Amazing. <laughs> But yeah, he's just a big fat guy that uh, <laughs> can kick everybody's ass. All right. Yeah. You know, if you want to feel better about yourself. Well, no, now I feel worse. Like, why, oh, why okay. am I not doing that? <laughs> <laughs> it's well, like that. It's never too late to start. That Twitter meme that's like, what's stopping you from doing this? <laughs> I don't know, laziness, I guess. <laughs> That's, yeah, pretty much the answer to everything. <laughs> At least for me, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> My couch is comfortable. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's nice to sit around and not do much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know that I have a ton to say. It's a fairly straightforward story. Yeah. Um. Yeah, impressive martial arts. Yeah, nationalist propaganda. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I, as uh, you know, uh, you know, just a midwestern, you know, American dude, uh, feel a little weird about you know, I, I don't know who I'm supposed to be rooting for. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty clear. At but, least this know. narrative has the the Japanese as the bad guys. Sure, but you know, I mean, you know, do we uh, really need to to you know push forward the Chinese uh, agenda nowadays? Oh boy! <laughs> oh no, no, Trump lost. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> so it's okay to be interested in other cultures and their history now. <laughs> I know there was a span there where it wasn't. <laughs> okay, then I'm fine. <clears throat> Go Chinese, uh, and, you know, hopefully the Japanese have turned themselves around. I, I feel like they have at this point. Yeah. They were in a rough spot there in the 30s and 40s. Sure. <laughs> I did this part. Okay. <laughs> this part did make me sort of chuckle. Uh, when like in the, in the text at the end, it said that the Japanese unconditionally surrendered on, I forget what the date was in 1945. Mm -hmm. And then it said that the Chinese had finally defeated them. <laughs> and I'm sure it had nothing to do with the two nuclear weapons that America used on them like days earlier. Sure. It was it was all the Chinese. They did all that stuff. <laughs> well, they wore them down. That's true. They did. Yeah. You know, you're right. Yeah. It's it's like uh, you know, uh, like a jar that's hard to open, and somebody keeps struggling with it, and then you know, if you pop it open, it's you know, because they did all the work beforehand. That's true. They they did yeah. all that work, and then and then America flew in and dropped megaton warheads on them that killed millions of people you know sure you know equal equal parts <laughs> yep and to be clear i don't want to say that like what the americans did was good because it wasn't 
Wait, are you saying nuclear annihilation is bad? I, I am. I know it's a stance, <laughs> but it's one I'm taking right now. <laughs> Let's not, shall we? <laughs> uh. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. That that part that part really like of of the nationalist propaganda. That part definitely just like smacked of it to me. Sure. Yeah, no. There's definitely some moments where you know, yeah, you could really feel it. <laughs> um, but you know, whatever. It's, it's not like uh, they're the only country that does uh, that kind of thing. That's America. true. America. America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh boy. But no, yeah, it was uh it, it's it's a very good movie. Uh and you know, I'll I'll even admit that uh, occasionally during some of the more, you know, rah rah China moments, uh yeah, it got a little teary. Yeah, no totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh but you know, they are the underdog in this story and that helps. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, now they've given us this flu. Dang. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so I definitely thought um, that Master Ip died when he got <laughs> shot at the end. <laughs> that That felt... Like the the way that it played out was very much like he's shot now he's dead, and then right. we fi- and then we find out in text that no he's okay he lived for like another thirty or forty years. Yeah, um, you know, just Donnie again wanted his uh, his death scene. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Even though you know the person did not actually die, right? <laughs> uh, w- I believe I uh, believe the real master it passed away in like. The early 70s? Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, you have know, trained Bruce Lee, the greatest uh, martial arts uh, action star of all time. Right. <laughs> Arguably. I've never seen a Bruce Lee movie. Really? Yeah. Uh, I've only seen a handful, but uh, I've, I've enjoyed most of them. I only know Bruce Lee from uh, the Green Hornet and the <laughs> crossover with Batman. <laughs> He'll always uh, be Kato to me. I mean, you know, that's uh, isn't that where you got to start? I can't, or at least in America, anyway. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen a couple of his his uh, you know Chinese movies, um, <clears throat> and, and just just a handful of, of some of the ones he made. You know, while he was trying to to you know break into america yeah uh like i definitely saw the one where he fights chuck norris oh wow okay uh, or or should i say he fights chuck norris's chest hair <laughs> oh lord <clears throat> it's gross that sounds awful <laughs> yeah it's not great <laughs> chuck norris should not be taking his shirt off i don't care <laughs> what good a shape he is <clears throat> um there's one where he there, fights there, kareem abdul jabbar right <laughs> Uh, no, that's a different one. That's a different one, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and there's one that John Saxon is in as well. Uh, but there's one I watched that was a 
comedy. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, like like it starts out with uh, Bruce Lee just uh, like you know he goes to an airport and he like sneaks into like the lounge area and steals food and it's just weird. That sounds so strange. <laughs> and, and it's it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, but I mean, you know, he's enjoyable. Yeah, I like him on Batman. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but you know, uh, I was just about to reference something, but I realized that you have not seen that movie. Okay. So. <laughs> I mean, so you could do it. Not. You'll get nothing back from me. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you know, just uh, we know that Brad Pitt could kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have seen that movie. <laughs> Have you? I have seen that movie, yes. Okay, well, no. Yeah. I did not know. (laughs) Okay, I have seen a Bruce Lee movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I have to ask you about uh, if you watched uh, that movie uh, all the way through the credits. Uh, I don't think I did. Okay. Probably not. Is there a post-credits scene? There's not a post credit scene, but like I believe in the middle of the credits or at the end of the credits, there is a uh, uh, an uh, an actual real life this happened audio bit uh, that that is uh, played over the uh, the credits, uh, which which is you know uh, relevant to uh, both of our interests. Interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, it is, uh, I guess I'll just tell you, it's like a radio spot uh, for uh, the Batman TV show. What? Uh, with with Adam West and Burt Ward. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I haven't seen that. I, uh, I know, because I saw it in the theater. Uh, we're talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Um, I saw it in the theater, and as soon as that part played like i texted you immediately Did to you? ask if you had seen that movie <laughs> <laughs> and, and i didn't spoil it at the time because uh you know, but i just said uh, you know, there's something that happens that you would find uh delightful i have no memory of that <laughs> yeah, <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> i'll i will look that up as soon as we're done here because i need to hear that excellent <laughs> uh so speaking of delightful things, yes, uh, is is anything uh, been delightful to you this past week? Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, having a couple of days off of work is pretty nice. Sure. Uh, <laughs> other than that, not really. Okay, <laughs> that's probably just having a few days to recharge and just sort of veg and do nothing is is really really appealing to me right now so there's absolutely nothing wrong with that (laughs) how about Uh, you um well i mean i do have today off uh which is uh very rare i I generally work seven days a week uh but also you know i'm bored as hell so not really (laughs) oh i'm sorry (laughs) um but uh so so i got two things uh one is that um uh, I saw the new Bill and Ted movie uh, last weekend. Nice, uh, and enjoyed it greatly. <clears throat> it is, it is uh, very delightful. Uh, just just a light, fun comedy, you know. Awesome. 
but but the thing that brought me real joy this week, and um, uh, I, I don't know how relatable it is, but uh, I made chili from scratch for the first time ever, Ooh. and it was great. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, I, I love chili and, uh, I've always held my mom's chili to like, you know, be the gold standard and, uh, not too many, uh, chilies have I had that have come close to it, uh, especially in, uh, the area in which I live in which, uh, some sort of abomination is passed off as chili <laughs> at uh, major restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so so how many things of ground cinnamon did you use in I your used, chili? I used none. What? And uh, get this, no chocolate either. Aww. <laughs> that doesn't sound like chili to me. <laughs> um, but, but I was reminded of, uh, you know, my mom used to make just like these huge vats of chilies and sauces and soups like during the winter especially and just freeze them yeah um but i remember my brother calling the house once and asking my mom for her recipe and my mom was like i don't have a recipe i just do it (laughs) (laughs) uh and we were going to his house that afternoon for for lunch and that's what he was gonna make so she's like, well, this is, you know, the ingredients and this is what I do, you know. Uh, and so we got to his house and uh, he just had this terrible thin slop. Uh, <laughs> it was just like, you know, just like like a tomato broth with like chunks of meat and huge chunks of vegetable. Mm. <laughs> gross that sounds so appetizing uh and and so the fact that i was able to make something pretty close to what my mom made without even having to call her to ask uh you know first time out it just makes me feel superior (laughs) (laughs) to to your brother or just in general uh, mostly to my brother uh but uh, you know in general all right (laughs) what what compelled you to to want to try and make chili uh, I don't know. I think I saw a video, like, you know, like like an Instagram ad where, like, they made chili in it. And I was like, you know what? I could do that. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. No, no real compulsion otherwise. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations. Um, uh, maybe the fact that, you know, I can't go to restaurants or see my mom. And, uh, you know, I just figured, well, maybe I should try to figure this out on my own. Yeah. That's a good point, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, Jenny has made chili from scratch a couple of times, but I've never done it, so. Mm. It's it's not hard. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how my brother fucked it up so much. <laughs> Too much cinnamon. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, you know, he may be wealthy and successful, but I made chili. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, congratulations! I, in his mansion. That's oh man, <laughs> I am really proud of you. That's that is that is a, a good accomplish accomplishment. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so should I pick a movie? If you would like to. I would like to. Excellent. <clears throat> so, uh, because, you know, I've now become extra paranoid and I had to make sure that this was available somewhere. Um, I, I discovered that this movie is available on Prime, on Hoopla, on Tubi, on Vudu, and on Pluto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you should be able to find this movie somewhere. We'll see. And some of them might not have ads. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a movie that came out uh, a couple years ago uh, called uh, CBGB. Okay. Uh, with Alan Rickman and uh, Malin Ackerman. Nice. Uh, it is about the uh, the famous punk club CBGBs in New York City. Awesome. Uh, I'll be honest, I've not heard any good things about it, but I still want to see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you heard bad things about it? Oh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Uh... I've only ever heard negative reviews about the New Mutants movie. Okay. Uh, I watched that last week, and I found it to be very enjoyable. Nice. Okay. So, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes people are wrong. Yeah, you know, mileage varies. Exactly. So <laughs> hopefully our mileage will vary, and I've not picked a horrible stinker. Well, you know, we'll see. <laughs> yep, we'll see. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, I think that does it for this episode of The Viewmasters. <laughs> Oh, that was so much worse than what you expected it was going to be. <laughs> I tried something. Yeah, you did. I admire it. Thank you. But boy, it was awkward. You, you can you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Joe Brunenwalt. <laughs> And I'm, I am at Eshawn Boy. This is how real podcasts do it, I think. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, you can find me uh, at uh, comicsbeat.com. <laughs> what about you, Eric? Uh, you know what? It's uh, it's going to be a month from now when you hear this, but uh, if, if you go back in time, uh, I'll be having a uh, 25% off sale on my online store. Uh, shop.seanborn.net Ooh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be Black Friday special. You'll be will it be uh December for you and when this comes out? Are you doing DC uh, December? Uh yes, yes. Okay. Excellent. Yep. So check that out on social media. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Alrighty. So CBGB next week All on right. the Viewmasters. Alright, talk to you then. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Masters.